You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues! Pogues, I just came back from the future and no one liked our podcast. So oh, you God. came back from just like 30 seconds from now? Yeah, it's, it's about it's about an hour from now and no one liked this podcast. Oh, That's fair. Boy. That oh. is fair. I, I wanted to jump back to the point when we started doing the podcast to stop us from wasting all this fucking time. You but couldn't, uh, you couldn't have jumped back far enough to have made us skip that last movie. I, look, time travel is complicated. How far did I make it? I, one episode. Oh no! Oh well, we might as well do the mini episode. I see the well, I get yeah. All the bullshit. joy is going to be out of this episode. Although I, for one, thrive off people hating me, so this episode is going to be great for me. I, I will say the uh, I will say the ninth reboot of Spider Man was pretty good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, five through seven. Not so great. That's great. Um, but we'll get to, we'll get to that later because, as you all know, this podcast is eternal. It is torture for things we've done, um, mm-hmm. and it will never end. It's our own living hell, in hopes that when we die, if there is a hell, we do not have to go there because we've already served our punishment. So, comic books, right? <laughs> oh God, I got to cut out more gentle weeping. I really should just find a way to build a program that cuts out your sobbing. It's not that gentle. <laughs> um, so this is another pilot project episode. Of course, if you're unfamiliar, this is our opportunity to do a slightly shorter episode and thus save ourselves uh, a more cosmic torture mm-hmm. by covering and to bring you something different. You know, <laughs> uh, not just by a covering movie. by covering the um, pilot episode of a comic book based television show, live action, of course. Um, I mean. So, so far, I guess uh, <laughs> we did we did do that that animated film recently. But um, the purpose of this is because, uh, as you are all well aware, we are inundated with comic book franchises in all medium, mm, uh, and definitely and, the new it. And while Marvel continues to rule the movie universe with an iron fist, and DC keeps trying to figure it out, twenty movies in, um, you'll get there. T- TV shows seem to be picking up pretty heavy. Uh, they they seem to they seem to come and go. I would say mm-hmm. Marvel has uh, shook shook the shook the pop culture zeitgeist with like five different Marvel series and then burned them all to the ground. <laughs> yes, only to announce that they're going to make four, five new ones as cartoons. I don't know if you saw that announcement on oh, Hulu. God. They're doing a Modok cartoon. What the? You did not see that? They're doing Modok, um, Howard the Duck. Dazzler and I forget uh, Tiger. This is great content for a mini, you asshole. Oh right. <laughs> Join us, but in also, two weeks. but yeah, that's they're doing it. You I should hope... look it up. It's insane. Pat Oswald's gonna write one of them. Kevin Smith's working on one of them. The the Modoc one better be uh, like just like a really low key sitcom. It's it's about him uh, losing control of his like evil villain franchise and, and having to deal with trouble at home too or something is what the description said. They're going to be like just... adult themed cartoons like uh, Rick that, and Morty. That's just what I asked for. Um, yep. All right. Well, with that with that said, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the show we actually watched. And that is the recent, uh, I would say, hit. I think I, I, I don't really I have seen, numbers. I haven't seen a lot one way or the other, but I haven't seen like a lot of negative about it. So. I've seen a lot of energy behind this currently. I think it's got, I think it's got some heat right now. I don't know if it's going to last or if it's going to allow them to keep going into no more seasons. But of course, we're talking about Netflix, The Umbrella Academy, written by, well, originally written by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. Yes, and uh, 
Gabriella, I think you say it Ba? I don't know. Yeah, who's, uh, who's, whose imagery you most probably instantly uh, put into your head when I say Hellboy. Uh, he did a lot of those, right? Uh, he sure. did. He did some uh, some of the BPRD. He had a That's short right, run on there. Sorry, yeah, he did me. some yeah. of those. Uh, he's done this. He's done a lot. Of, yeah, he did a, a long run on there when there was uh, when they were fighting vampires in the forties. He has a super distinct art yes. style. That, it's like yeah. cartoony action. It, it's great. The reason I originally read in Bro- uh, Academy was only because of his art. Mm-hmm. Because like I was like, oh, I hate My Chemical Romance. I don't like the band at all. But then I was sure. like, all right, this guy's actually not that bad. And he's really weird. And uh, it had, like, just a tinge of, like, something I love, which is, I, I love Hellboy, and, like, a lot of what I love about Hellboy is, like, how they just take things and they're just like, yeah, this is how it is. The world they live in is, like, yeah, people, there's ghosts and there's vampires, and, like, they don't really, like, play into it, like, really big, and it's, like, kind of interesting, and then they do sort of weird stuff, you know, he fights, like, weird legends and stuff, and I like that sort of thing. They, Umbrella Academy they both... does that a lot in a weird way. Yeah, they both capture this idea that the supernatural is so common that it's almost mundane. And yeah. I am a big fan of that. To the point where, like, supernatural shit is bureaucratic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in this, yes. Uh, so yeah. we saw Umbrella Academy. I, we watched the first episode. Um... Yeah, for context, Pogues is a, 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 a tried-and-true fan of most of the... Con- I, you read them all, or just... I, assume uh, I, I have not finished the new series. They're currently right. doing a new run. But I actually, ironically, right before this came out, because I, I did not know this was being made, Yeah, I, I had gotten the two trade paperbacks um, uh, for Christmas, and I reread them, and I just I, like, I was like, oh, they made a TV show? I, I like, I'd heard they were going to, but I didn't know it was, like, done. So <laughs> I, was, I recently read these, and they're fresh in my mind. Which I think may have actually hurt my appreciation for this show. Yeah, I think it often does when you're, especially like a uh, a well-read fan of something, you typically come in with, I think, a lot more expectations than that might be uh, feasible to support <laughs> in a television yeah. show. But I come from the opposite angle in which I have not read these comics, and I have watched nearly all of the Netflix season. So, uh, uh, let's talk about it. Hmm. Um, the, the intro uh, is eye-catching <laughs> yes yes which it's similar to the um the comic intro but right away i could tell they were gonna remove the weird from like like this the show is weird but like they remove like the comic starts with a guy uh doing a flying elbow like a wrestler doing a flying elbow onto an alien squid and they talk about yeah. how in the same year that there was uh that this guy beat the thing from like sector nine or something 42 women gave birth even though none of them had been pregnant and i was like yeah oh, they're cutting a lot of this out and then they when they talk about hargrave they don't mention in the comics he's an alien and he's just pretending to be a human oh boy but it uh, never yeah, comes there's... up in the comics other than the very unless you know like i said i haven't finished the the new series if it's going that way but in the but first two they uncommon. do not mention the fact he's an alien this is very this is very common for adaptations and especially TV adaptations because they know they have to reach out to an audience uh, that is broader than the the uh, the, super, the comic book audience. So they, they they're going to water some stuff down. Yeah, um, and they've definitely some of the changes they made. Like I get, but there's like weird changes where it seems like like in the first episode, it seems like it's almost going to be like a mystery to be like who killed their dad. Because, like, they keep bringing up that the one guy won't let it go, that he was killed, that he was killed, that he was killed, and you're just like, oh, is that going to be the... But that's not the plot of the comic at all. Their dad dying is just what makes them get back together. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's not super... Uh, I'm not saying it's not irrelevant, ultimately, but the, the series eventually starts putting... It, it does something that worries me, which is what Lost did. Uh, it's the Lost phenomenon, which is what... It starts introducing all all the mystery. Every mystery. And you're wondering, okay, by the time we hit no, mystery number nine, I'm like, I think I need like one resolution before you can add any more. There is a total yes. capacity and, uh, of mystery before I realize that you might just be making it up as you go along. Yeah, yeah, like definitely the lost phenomenon. And this is what got me was one of the mysteries they bring up. So the, the first comic, it was like sort of like a weird thing that they let him do this. You know, it wasn't like Gerard Way was like a well-known comic book writer. Like now he's a well-known comic book writer. Yes. He does What's Doom Patrol right now. He's written Umbrella Academy. He's written like a few other series and they're all very weird. Like that's like his what, wheelhouse. What's interesting is that um, is, is that Gerard was uh, actually like a diehard nerd. Uh, I know a little bit about him. Uh, uh, he's like pre-success as a musician. He was uh, uh, like doing D&D games and and, and like uh, doing lots of like, like, like collecting comic books. So he's been like a persistent nerd. It's just that most yeah. people don't. Uh, that, that people just, people equate him as just the shitty emo, yeah, like, as a wave of emo music. You can't be part. You can't be part of like a rock star phenomenon and then also be into comics. Like uh, maybe now you can yes. nowadays, but it's but sort of the, like it was like a huge deal when people found out Vin Diesel played D and D. Yeah, you exactly. Really think about it. You're like, why do I care? Yeah, like, exactly. I love D and D, but it's uh, it's just odd. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. What you get with this, uh, the thing that they also did in this, which I thought was really weird, is um, they introduced this stuff. And in the comic, it, like I said, it's like a short run because I, I don't think they were expecting it to be like how well it would be received. So it like ra- it like starts and ends super quick. It's only like five comics. And they like fly through the story. So I get they're going to lengthen it out. But it feels like they're doing a huge chunk of the second comic that they're going to explain about the time traveling part, which is like completely glossed over in the first comic. Like they just mentioned that the kid travels through time and he comes back and he says, yeah, getting back was complicated. Some things happened. And then the whole second graphic, the whole second run was all about these like time police, but it feels like that's going to be, they're going to do that in this too. So then I'm like, wow, I guess they're just going to wrap up both arcs like right away. Yeah. There's, I haven't finished the series, but there is a concern because, yeah, there's, like, not to spoil anything, I'm not really spoiling anything, but there's there's talks of time police and time travel conspiracies, you know, the murder conspiracy around Hargreaves. There's, uh, of course, every individual character's backstories have, like, complications and twists and turns. And, yeah, I think there's, I think there's, like, a dangerous amount of, like, threads, I think, for a show, which does concern me. But focusing on the pilot... We get uh, we get a couple things really quickly here in the beginning. We get uh, Pogo being voiced uh, mm-hmm. by uh, what is his name? I love this guy, uh, uh, Adam Godley. He has one of the most recognizably British faces I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, he's a, yeah. I was in- I was I, after the changes. I was like, oh my god! And they mentioned Pogo. I was like, if he's not a fucking talking ape, I'm just gonna stop this show and I'm not gonna watch the rest of it. But yeah, he's yeah. great. They keep a lot. I mean, Pogo is a talking ape. The mother is a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in the uh, comics, Luther... she's just a uh, like a mannequin, like a dressmaker's mannequin. You know, those ones that are just like weird torsos, uh, and she just has organs she... inside of it. I like what they've got here because she's 
not instantly recognizable as a robot, but pretty quickly you get something's up, and then it's pretty much confirmed somewhere in the, fir- the first episode. Yeah, she plugs but, into a charging port. And again, not to get too outside of the, 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 the pilot, pro- the pilot uh, there's lots of intrigue around her her capacity fading and it's very interesting i'm very curious where that's gonna go um luther is the number one yeah super strong um you've also got the idea of course if you look up any images from the original comic luther is the most visibly changed although i totally get it (laughs) yeah i when they first like when i heard they were going to do the show when i originally heard about it i was like they can't make this show because the main character and obviously this is spoilers for the first episode or if you've never for some reason seen any comic image of the Just Umbrella Academy. But Luther is a man's head on a, a, a larger than normal gorilla's body who is yes. also and, wearing a space suit. And they tone that down. He is comically big in the yes, show. And his, I, I believe he's supposed to off. be a monkey underneath. But they could not, I guess they didn't want to make the dude sit in a chair and wear a monkey suit. So he's just in this really bad, like, muscle suit. And it's very jarring because it does not look good. They have him wearing heavy clothes. I kind of like his look uh, a bit. He just, he's always broad. He's like pushing door frames. Like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like I can only imagine at some point they bring up the fact that he's a monkey underneath because there's like no reason for that not to be in the story unless they're going to say that he injected him with like monkey. I can't, I can't confirm or deny anything. Um, but, but the other thing that's odd to me is that he is a spacefaring character, which is interesting because, like I said about Threads, there's not much talk about that after they show him Yes, in which space. is sort of the way it is. In the comic, you get it because he's wearing this weird, like, suit around the monkey. The monkey is, for some reason, impervious to the vacuum of space because in the first comic, he's just out on the moon with the monkey body and, like, a glass dome over his head. But he was originally called Space Boy. They, they, each character has a number, which is what Hargraves gave them. He didn't bother to name them. Yeah. Names that they that their mother gave them, and then code names that they all have from like when they were like a superhero team. And he was Space Boy. I don't know why because they were always on Earth. But he goes to Mars in the comic, and something terrible happens, and he he's like horrifically wounded. And the only way to save him is to transplant his head onto a monkey's body i do like how both the show and the comic have this idea that when you enter like a lot has already happened yeah like they, they they constantly like reference like lots of things that you don't see or have flashbacks to them which i thought is a really fun enriching quality to the first episode which by the way if you can't tell from our descriptions thus far i enjoyed this pogues is lukewarm to cold yeah yeah i, I mean i'm not saying it was bad i'm definitely gonna keep watching it <laughs> But, like, I went into it, like, having just read the comics and, like, psyched to see, like, a live-action version. And then there was just... It was one of those things where there's, like, weird changes and you can't figure out why they did them. Like, in the comics, they're all just, like, they're all fucked up from growing up bad. But, like, Allison, who's Rumor, she is, like, just an ordinary person. She just lives in, like, the Midwest with a husband and and a child and she's getting a divorce. In this, for some reason, she's a supermodel. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know what that could possibly add to the story. I don't understand why that would be something you'd be like, yeah, one of them just became really famous. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Because, like, it's yeah. supposed to, in the comics, when they get back together, people are, like, annoyed. Like, they're like, ugh. 
the Umbrella Academy is back together again, telling us the world's going to end. As if, like, they got annoyed that the Umbrella Academy existed. It was constantly like, the world's going to end, we just saved your lives. <laughs> which is, like, it's a very weird world they live in in the comic, which is kind of lost in the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think when it comes to, this is something we deal with all the time, when it comes to adaptations, yeah, it's not a matter of, is it exactly like the comic? Because, I mean, like, you can make something that is, like, extremely close to the comic. I mean, Watchmen basically is someone attempting to use the comic, like, like uh, visual frame boards and do every single scene. But if it ultimately comes out soulless and tiny changes feel wrong. But there's some there's something to be said for making it your own. By your own, I mean, like, the director's own while retaining as much of the original concept. So a lot of these, like you have to take them individually like is this worthwhile enough of a change and like the celebrity one you said that's a good point because there's no yeah, it's just to me value to it yeah it, it felt very much like uh i watched the first two episodes of american gods which is not based on a comic it's based on a book by neil gaiman it's it's probably yeah. hands down like if it's not my favorite book it's definitely in the top two you know mm-hmm. so I, I love the book there's like weird changes in the first episode that make no sense and I was like, this isn't good. And then the next two episodes, there was even more bizarre changes. And I was just like, I don't want to watch this show because it's not an adaption of the book. It's somebody taking the book and trying to rewrite it. And I'm like, I don't want that because I it's love a fine, it. It's you know, a narrow science for sure. Yes, yeah, you want, to, um, you want to definitely take something and like adapt it so that it's not just one for one because sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's usually not super interesting. But then, I don't know, there was just odd changes that I was just like, I don't well, let's, get the let's reasoning. Work- Let's write down the characters. Something that was interesting is that I stopped to kind of scrub through the, the Netflix show to get my notes down, and I found that they actually did introduce them in mostly sequential order. We get oh, Vanya really? playing that we get Vanya playing her violin uh, as sort of like a soundtrack, but we immediately are cut to Luther on the moon mm-hmm. in his moon trailer, and then we cut to Diego saving a family in uh, a a dollar store Nightwing uh, for, uh, style. Yes. Um, uh, then we get Allison on the red carpet. We, then we get Klaus uh, leaving rehab uh, and and scoring drugs. Uh, and then we you know we, we get to the characters sort of coming together uh, uh, in the in the main in the main the, the main like uh, the main house uh, when they all return. But it's interesting that it's seven one two three four. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was interesting that they went in that order. Um, and something I noticed here that I want to also call out, again, it's a little bit moving outside the pilot, but um, there's these paintings that I fucking love, as well as a fake comic from their time, like a Silver Age-looking comic of the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they hired artists to do all of that. Um, they actually hired a shitload of artists to do a bunch of stuff. Uh, I am a little... It's sort of spoiling, but there's a sequence later on where we get a fully, like, almost like children's book storybook uh visual representation of like their time as superheroes and it's done by um an artist i'm a big fan of called well he got his handle he goes on by online by is scott lava um he did a ton of the uh ton of the uh i highly recommend looking up he's incredible he did a bunch of the concept art for tim schaefer games like psychonauts and brutal legend Hmm. um and he's just got a really popular island presence right now but he's got a really especially distinct art style and they used him for like cartoon flashbacks which i just was a huge crazy fan of um seeing those uh pogo i thought was surprisingly unintrusive for being an animated monkey 
Yeah, and the thing that got me was I was like, when when he came in, the one thing that occurred to me was I was like, oh, this is like a reasonable special effect. Like he doesn't know, it look does, bad. It doesn't for look a TV bad. Show. I know for a TV show budget, it looks yeah. good. It's not like I'm like, holy shit, that was a real ape. You know, I'm right. like, I'm like, yeah, it's clearly a well, CGI he is, monkey. He's wearing clothes and talking, but yeah, well, but yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how did they? You know, it's not like the Planet of the Apes movies, you know, where they went to like such detail to make them look like perfect representations of real monkeys or apes um, or whatever. This is just like, but I'm like, at no point was I like, boy, this guy is really out of place. Like, this is really yeah, awkward. I know. It's not like the special effects like in Daredevil or something where it's or, so or Green jarring. Lantern, yeah, where yeah. it's like just jarringly bad, and you're like, you had millions of dollars. Um, and we also get uh, a shot around here of Ben, uh, number six, in, yes. in a flashback when they're children. He is the uh, one of the, the seven that, uh, two of the seven that are no longer present for the time being. Yes, he um, died. Number he five died. disappeared, they say. Mysteriously. Uh, and, and I am and, curious and, to see if they ever explain it, because in the comics, they never say what happened to number six, Ben. Well, I, He's just yeah. Gone. Again, kind of stepping outside the pilot, but you get a lot. They actually get a surprising amount of Ben because of Klaus. Yes, which is something they the don't dead. do in the comic. Like Ben is a statue in the first two comics. That's it. He's just referenced. Mm-hmm. He's never even. He's only shown in one flashback from when they were kids. Yeah, and we get uh, a fair amount of him in the pilot. We get a couple shots of them as like you know just children getting weird tattoos, and yes. uh, and the the biggest sequence being them in a bank fight sequence, uh, which yeah. is. And this good. this was another thing that I, I was like, oh, this is kind of a bummer. So, like, the Umbrella Academy is, like, fighting bank robbers. And they're, like, beating them up and, like, killing them. And it's like, oh, okay. In the comic, you're introduced to the Umbrella Academy. They're fighting the Eiffel Tower because it's come to life. Because the guy who made the Eiffel Tower <laughs> has created, like, a steamwork body that's kept him alive. And he's inside the Eiffel Tower making it move. And they break okay. him in and beat him pokes that's awesome and buddy i love you but tv shows yeah never would work but i was just like i was kind of bummed that i was like oh they didn't even do something weird they're just fighting regular people and i'm like that's kind of like less interesting i will say the stakes definitely climb uh as the show goes on yeah but i I know they they tease the uh two characters who appear in the second graphic novel which is what makes me think that they're just going to combine them together um, um and we are you referring to the time cops or uh, yes cha-cha yeah. and hazel who do Cha-Cha not appear hazel. at all the way they look in the comic yeah but i have Until, to i guess later because i did see a screenshot where they do appear like they do in the comic somewhere. because Ch- cha-cha and hazel are played respectively by mary j blige and uh an actor that you wouldn't probably recognize by name cameron Britton. but if you watch the netflix show mind hunters you would definitely recognize him because he played edmund kemper uh literally the star the the scene stealing member of that uh cast it's a wonderful show i highly recommend it um not based on a comic book we can't talk about it. no we cannot but what we can talk about is that someone some mad some some mad fucker decided that a they might be giant song should go alongside a fight sequence and i want to shake there here is something i put down i have very few notes for this like one of them was like i don't understand the allison success thing I, why are they hiding his monkey body anybody who's ever seen the artwork would know he's a monkey that seems weird it's also weird that vanya is apparently like the main character of the first couple of episodes at least from what i saw which is really weird because that is not the case in the comic 
Yeah, I think because she plays the most uh, quote-unquote ordinary, very big quotes there, um, I think that she might make a good cipher for the audience. Yes, but see, in the comic, she's not ordinary. That's the whole point of the comic. She actually has oh, I a know. power that Hargreaves hides. He doesn't want well, anybody to know she has it. In the pilot, we learn that number seven uh, is is ordinary, that she contains no powers, she grew up with none, and then ultimately she wrote a book about her experience, which uh, which excommunicated her from uh, the family to some degree with some people and not so much the others. Um, but Pokes, uh, since we've already done, I think, a, f- a fair amount of, of time on, on the Umbrella Academy so far, let me ask you some, some quick some quick thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, okay. and I'll respond the same. Uh, Luther, how do you feel about him? Uh, we kind of know already your, your vibe is that his, uh, I think his the book actor, is not so good. I was telling Ben, I, I recognized him. I was, it took me a while to place him, but he's the he's Billy Bones from uh, Black Flags, if you watch that, the kind of tall yep. pirate. Uh, also, I, Rick, uh, is it Rickon? Dickon. Dickon. Dickon Tarly from Game of Thrones. Yes. But, you know, he's British, so... <laughs> yes, as we, as me and Ben pointed out, every British actor has been on Game of Thrones now. It's, yeah. it's their law and order. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, I like the actor, and I think he's doing fine. I, I don't necessarily... I'm not, like, super into this whole, like, he thinks someone killed their dad thing, because I think it's, like, kind of pointless. Yeah. I, and maybe I it'll pay off that. later, but right now I'm just like, I don't, can he do something else? So I'm going to say right. thumbs up for now. Death thread didn't tug me, especially considering that uh, eventually in this episode we get teased that the apocalypse is coming. And I'm thinking, well, that kind of supersedes. Yeah, yeah, but then they, he keeps bringing it back up. It's like, I don't give a shit. Your dad was a terrible person. Like, the first episode yeah. completely states he was a monster. He should never have been given, like, been allowed to have children. He was a terrible human being. I, I'm a little more optimistic. I'm a little more, uh, uh, I'm a little more, I'm, I'm less harsh about his look, uh, but I, I, I agree with most of the things you say about yeah, him. Yeah, I'd give him like uh, a thumb sideways. Like, I don't Diego, him, but. Um, uh, number two, Diego. I found him boring. And yes, I, I do not like And I him. found him continuously boring. He's uh, too much edge and not enough. Um, here's, in the comic, he's just straight up like the Punisher in Batman. Like, he's real over the top and real dark, and he wears like a comical outfit where it's like a prisoner's outfit instead of being black and white it's black and purple so he just mm-hmm. looks ridiculous and he they named him the kraken because he can swim really well which is yeah like a weird I, thing to have. I, I read that because it certainly doesn't get mentioned or come up yeah um, and in this he's like i don't they, they try too hard to make him like a badass who like throws knives and stuff and in the comic he's more just like he's like the quintessential 90s comic book character you know he's like the edgy um gambit or you know like the tough grizzled batman like he's that kind of 90s like stereotype of like the brooding comic book character and he works and this he just comes off as like like you said really boring because he's such a trope and there's nothing unique about it yeah um i I agree i i i I hope the show can do something with him but i'm not yeah. I'm not like dying, dying to learn about more about him so far. Um, we already talked a little bit about Allison. That it, it seemed more entertaining that she would just have a normal life um, and and be sort of brought back into this world of supernatural insanity. But she's like a celebrity for no conceivable reason. Yes, which doesn't um, seem to come back up in the first episode, other than like they just wanted to be like that's how she finds out their dad died or something. I don't know. I'm and we already talked about Vanya. Yes, but here's the one I want to talk about: Klaus. Klaus. Um... I found to be a bit much in episode one. Yes. He's just a little bit laying it on too thick. He, like, in the show while watching it, 
All I could think was I was like, how was he doing this next to everyone else? And no one on set was like, you got to tone this down. You, you're like, he's not acting well. He's really over the top. He doesn't fit. Like, I don't know. He's doing stuff that doesn't seem to fit with his lines. I don't know. He just seems so out of place. Like, he seemed like he was acting in a sci-fi movie original. You know what uh, I mean? Where you what? can just be like really big and people are just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, who gives a shit? But it felt so weird because, like, everybody else is, like, serious acting. Like, nobody's playing it over the top except for him. And once so it's again, really jarring. Once again, I'm not that harsh. But uh, I found him to not land with me. Although, based on my preliminary research of how culturally this show is being received, uh, teens love him. Yeah, uh, I imagine. <laughs> uh, but I will say, as I watched the show longer... I started to take to him much, 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 much more. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, if he maybe too gets tampered down as the you know he gets like way in, the, in the first episode they, yeah. they they're trying stuff and then like they produce it and then people watch it and they're like I don't think this is gonna work or they get more comfortable so they don't feel like they have to. But I'm not saying like he's bad, but when he you gets, watch it compared to everybody else, it's so noticeable. He gets a little more real, and again, I'm not gonna ruin anything. There is a subplot with him that was been my favorite part of the show so far. Um, well, well, nearly my favorite part. I think, and we mentioned it briefly. Number five is the best thing about this yes, show. Number I'm five. This kid him. is killing it. He's this which, kid is so good. In in the comics, they come when they come back. He's actually like a ten year old kid, which obviously they can't do because that's a lot to find a ten year old kid. This kid's probably like fourteen years old in real life. I would guess he's fifteen. Okay. Um, and and what I find hilarious about him is his credits before this is basically just a bunch of Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> he's he's doing a really good job though like being a young actor is tough being a young actor who they're like here's what we need you to do you're a 58 year old man but in a kid's body and he plays it like you 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 know it's believable enough to be like yeah he's not talking like a kid and he's delivering the lines with like the right inflection and everything he's easily the most interesting part of the series and honestly he's the most interesting part of the comics too because he has the most going on everybody else sort of like he disappeared the Umbrella Academy eventually falls apart, and none of them see each other. So, like, th- there's really nothing for any of them in the comic either. Because you're just like, oh, they're just like a dysfunctional family. He makes this show, yeah, I would say even in further episodes, he makes this show phenomenal. What's also great as I was looking up is that um, he was actually uh, a reader and big fan of the original comic before going into the show. Which is pretty cool, because I don't know if anyone else in this probably has the same the same yeah response. i mean even if you're like i like comics it's not like you're gonna be like i like comics i definitely read umbrella academy like it was for popular sure. but it was not i mean it's a dark horse imprint which already means like popular for a dark horse imprint is like eh for marvel or dc you know what i mean like you can find people who've been like i read aquaman but more people probably read aquaman the, like the crappy versions of aquaman than read umbrella academy which maybe not now it's probably picked up a lot but so yeah that, that yeah. is impressive he was a fan of it well, with uh, with all that said, I think uh, I think that even though you are uh, in typical Pogues fashion, uh, curmudgeonly, yes, yeah, it's it's my thing. Um, I feel like both of us would give this uh, a recommendation. I, I will say this: we have watched a ton. Uh, like, well, I mean, not a ton. We've done like six of these. Yeah. And aside from the shows that I've actually had already watched before we did, I'm like I had already watched most of Agents of Shield because it was like a great show to draw by because you don't have to pay attention. Yeah, uh, but like most of the shows, like we watched Legion, I was like, "Ooh, I, I want to watch more of that." Uh, when we watched The Flash, I was like, "I may watch another couple episodes just to see if it ever, you know, how it goes." 
I, I never watched any of those. I've never watched any any of the pilots we've watched that I had not already watched the show. I've never continued to watch them. This one I can guarantee I'll finish just because it had enough going and I liked the source material that I was like, I'm going to see it because I'm curious to see how they, they tie in all this stuff. And it was enough. Yeah. To, you know, it wasn't like so bad where I was like, ugh. I, I got one quick thumbs up, thumbs down for you. Okay. Um, the dance sequence to I Think We're Alone Now. I don't want to answer because you're going to get mad at me. You gave it a thumbs up, didn't you? I loved it. It was so out of place. I don't agree. so weird and pointless that it really got me. And it was when I put down that I was like, there's too many music cues. There is at least 12 songs, I swear to God. Like, it was like watching... I might might agree with music cues. I'm not surprised being that it's coming from a musician. Yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like watching a movie by, like, uh, Tarantino. But wasn't it like... What was the one we watched? Was it Suicide Squad where there was, like, a music cue every, like, five minutes? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it, it felt like that. Like, where they... It was like... All popular music where I was like, you should have saved this money. Like, you paid for I, a lot of licenses, and it's not necessarily... Like, the Istanbul fight scene, I love the song Istanbul. I love They Might Be Giants. It works. Like, it, like in the scene, it's fine. But the whole time, I was like, why is this song playing? Like, it I doesn't did not fit anything that's going the on. the same reaction to either sequence. I will say, overall, there's a lot of, like, music cues, just in, like, other scenes that don't need them. Yeah, and to uh, me, it felt like most of the music cues... But those were, two scenes you just mentioned, uh, I love those. So I, I like the fight scene, my ass, and I, I like that uh, Istanbul was played. But in my mind, the whole time, I was like, you can't just pick a random song and play it. Like, it has to make some... Like, couldn't it have been like he goes over and puts it on the jukebox, and then they break it? Something. I was like, it just makes no sense that this is the song they picked. There's no point in asking, because it's nobody's business but the Turks. Nope. I'm just I'm giving up right there. <laughs> Do we have the rights to that? <laughs> uh, no, we are currently being sued. Oh shit! Yeah, nice oh, shit. going. Man box. <laughs> man, they just oh, no. sent uh, Particle Man to kick our ass. Um, it's another. They might be giant song. I was gonna make a uh, Birdcage by Your Heart joke, but I can't imagine we have enough people who like. <laughs> they might be giants enough to get uh, to get a deeper cut. So. Jesus Christ, folks. I just realized this podcast is bad. You know what? I'm going to go back in time to before this podcast starts and warn us not to do this episode. Oh, right. no, Ben. Ah!